As usual, friends, stay tuned after the episode. Don't get fooled by my closing remarks. There will be an epilogue in which current DC reflects on past DC. You know the deal by now. Just keep listening. Uh, Right now, I'm going to listen to my sweet, sweet themes. This is Hoss Fight, and my name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Welcome to episode four, friends. We are at the completion of this episode. We will be one quarter of the way done through the first half. So what's a quarter of a half? Well, half of a half is a fourth, so we'll be an eighth of the way done. I suppose if we wanted to be technical. Uh, we have been working our way through a Haas tournament. We have talked about what the definition of a Haas is. Uh, for the past three episodes, we've taken 16 wrestlers that were ranked via their position on cagematch.net's list of wrestlers. We have narrowed it down from 16 to a winner. We actually ranked all 16. We'll continue to do that through this first half of the season. And then when that is over, we'll take everyone who was ranked 16th or who finished 16th, and they will do battle. And by the end, we will have what I will call the definitive, for me at this time, list of uh, the top 256 hosses. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Not everyone is included. I've said that before. Uh, There were some names that were left out. One that... uh, Let me try that again. One that occurred to me recently, uh, Jacob Fatu won. I do not know if Hammerstone uh, was in the top 256. Now, that's a cage match issue. Uh, The way in which I determined the top 256 was you can go to their wrestler list and people have voted. And the top wrestler, the wrestler with the highest average Vote 1 to 10 was ranked first, and I just went through until I got 256 names, which is a perfect bracket number. Uh, I don't believe Hammerstone made it. I'm sure there are other hosses that did not meet it, but that's why I invite the interaction. I invite you to, if you notice that one of your favorite hosses is missing or ranked too low or you do not approve of how they did in this tournament, you're welcome to uh, let me know, and it will lead to discussion. And perhaps at some point, we will revisit. Maybe there will be a 33rd episode. 32 is a perfect bracket number, but I am open to doing a 33rd episode. Uh, It'll have been a long time. These episodes are being recorded in secret. No one knows that I'm doing it. I wanted this to be my personal tournament. Um... But we could very well get to a point when all 32 episodes are out. Maybe I will do uh, an epilogue in which we go through some of the feedback and see where we're at. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. As always, I leave this open to interpretation and changing my mind as we go.
All right, we're three minutes in. We might as well start the tournament. I have page four open. I have, you know, the bracket numbers here. I have randomized the redacted list uh, of wrestlers so that uh, I do not know who will be in this tournament. I don't know which 16 names will appear. You will get my live, honest reaction to the names and the matchups. I'm ready. Hopefully you are ready. Otherwise, why are you listening? Let's begin. It occurred to me that I could go backwards, um, which would be weird from a, from a formatting sense, but I always start with the number one wrestler and work my way down. At some point, I might start with the number 11 and 6 matchup and work my way up. I'm not going to do that now because that seems very out of routine. I am a routine-oriented individual. But I am giving myself the opportunity as we do the next... 15 or so episodes of this, uh, to play around and to, you know, to shake things up, be a little crazy. All right, we should get started. I'm in a weird mood. Uh, the number one wrestler here on page four is the, 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 the great Kali. Now I know what you're thinking. How in the world is the great Kali uh, one of the 16 highest-rated hosses. Uh, you would have to ask Cage Match. I don't know. Cage Match, I believe, is a German website. Uh, I often, you know, oftentimes uh, things are in German and have been translated. Uh, maybe there is a large population of Cage Match viewers and voters from India. Maybe it's just because he's so big. I don't know, but all I do know is the great Kali was in the top 16, so he is a number one seed. Whether or not he finishes this page at number one depends on the other names in the tournament. So his opponent in round one, the number 16 seed, is Al Green. Now, Al Green is a name that you might not know. Um, Al Green... Uh, I know Al Green as one half of the Master Blasters. Uh, his partner was a very young, very green Kevin Nash. I know Al Green as a WCW enhancement talent. And I know Al Green for being briefly part of the Misfits in Action where he was uh, known as Dog and acted like, well, a dog. So... It was one of those things. It's interesting to note that Al Green was on the list and maybe Hammerstone wasn't. Now, it could be that Hammerstone is on the list and I have just forgotten. I'm not willing to look for his name in the brackets. That might spoil some upcoming matchups or things. Um, but that was just a name that popped into my head as I sat down to record. But, you know, Al Green, we put Iron Mike Sharp in this. We put Brackus in this. Uh, so... You know, hosses can be job. You can have a hoss jobber. It can it can be so. Uh, L.A. Gore sadly not in this, and he would also qualify as a hoss jobber. Uh, the great Kali wins. I'm not going to let Al Green defeat the great Kali. So the great Kali advances Al Green into the consolations. I'm always excited for the nine a the nine seed versus the eight seed because these wrestlers, by and large are about the same 
um, in terms of status. You, you Canyon and Steve Blackman is a good example of that. Uh, Moose and Mark Jindrak, maybe less so because it's been a while since Mark Jindrak was popular. But uh, let's see. Who is our ninth seed, you may ask? The answer is Smash of Demolition. My man, Barry Darso. Now, here's what's cool about this. Have some water. Water, water. Here's what's cool about this. I first came to know Barry Darso as Repo Man. Repo Man was always sneaky. So he was always a bit hunched over. So he did not present as a hoss while he was Repo Man. But any other time you saw him, Crusher, Khrushchev, Demolition, Smash, even though he was the smaller uh, third, um, Blacktop Bully, even Hole in One, like Barry Darso is a big dude, but he played a character that was always kind of hunched over and conniving and sneaking and scheming, and so he didn't present as a hoss. I love Barry Darso. I love wrestlers that have had a multitude of gimmicks. He had tire treads on his outfit. He wrestled in the back of a truck. I think Barry Darso is a Hall of Famer. I'm not ashamed to admit it. Uh, He will be going up against Greg the Hammer Valentine. I'm not sighing because... This is a close matchup. It's not a close matchup. Greg Valentine has to win this. Greg Valentine, Intercontinental Champion. Greg Valentine, one of the most brutal matchups of all time in the dog collar match with Roddy Piper. Greg Valentine, uh, you know, his nickname was The Hammer for a reason. You don't get a nickname of The Hammer if you're not a hoss. He was a big dude. I'm sighing because... You know, I would have loved to have Smash win at least one match in the uh, opening round, but it was not to be. It was not to be. I would say that Smash and Greg Valentine kind of on the same level, but I can't in good conscience give the win to Smash. So Greg Valentine will advance to wrestle the great Kali. It will be interesting to see what I decide with that one. Uh, Smash goes into the Constellations. Our number four seed on page four is Taz. Now, we talked about this in the prologue, and I've mentioned it, I think, once or twice since then. Taz is five foot nine and wrestled probably at about 230, 235 in ECW. That is in no way a hoss size-wise. He does not tick any of the boxes. But in terms of the, what do you call it? Oh, I had the word and I lost it. Gosh, diggly darn it. Um... That's really frustrating. I had the word. Um, in terms of the variables that aren't that that aren't quantifiable, he is a guy who looks to be kind of almost as wide as he is big. He's short. He's stout. He's stocky, much like myself. Although I wish I was five nine. I think I'm more like five seven and three quarters. But I wish I was five nine. Um, Taz was a stocky, burly guy, and Taz certainly wrestled 
like a Haas. I think the trouble, with the exception of injuries, the trouble came when he went to the WWF and all the wrestlers there were much bigger than a lot of the guys he wrestled in ECW. It's hard to be a Haas when you're standing in the ring with Bradshaw. So, Taz, although I'm saying he's a Haas and I firmly believe that he is, and I think he's deserving of the number four seed, Taz is going up against George the Animal Steel. We had the hammer, we have the animal, and we had the dog in Al Green. Uh, you know, George Steele, love him, fan favorite is, you know, I, I was too young to appreciate the animal live. It was fun to watch his stuff uh, as a kid renting Coliseum video, sitting in my grandmother's living room watching George the Animal steal with the tongue and the turnbuckles and thinking, well, this is weird. But yeah, Taz wins without question. I think Taz wins. So let me make sure to put George Steele in the constellations. All right. Our number 12 seed is Brian Lee, the fake undertaker, the underfaker, chains, a uh, part of the TNA disciples of the new church, uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling, long career for Brian Lee, big guy, talented guy, never quite, uh, I don't think talented enough to succeed in a big company like the WWE. He, like, he had the, the run as the fake Undertaker, which worked when you didn't see Mark Calloway next to him. Um, worked as a member of a stable that didn't really do a whole lot on his own. Um, but a guy that you put him in a Smoky Mountain or even an impact in the early days, TNA in its early days, and he was a decent decent hand. Uh, Brian Lee, the 12 seed, number five seed, Mojo Raleigh. I will say this. We're halfway through. On our last episode, we were halfway through and we had Bray Wyatt, Rikishi, Terry Gordy, and Jeff Cobb. This bracket is a little leaner in the bona fide, no doubt, hosses. And that was the problem we were going to run into with a randomized tournament like this. At no point was I going to go through and make sure these big names were equally spaced out, because if I do that, I'm then actually doing the tournament in my head while I'm making these placements and making these plans. So I wanted it to be random. But... I will freely admit, you've got the hammer, you've got the great Kali, you've got Barry Darso, you've got Taz, but this matchup's a little rough, I will say. Brian Lee versus Mojo Raleigh uh, would struggle to to happen on Sunday Night Heat. Um, now, if I, if I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that Hammerstone wasn't there, I, I could, could I find, hold on. Hammer. All right, there's a hammer. What? Oh, Van Hammer. I bet that's Van Hammer. Let me check. So what I'm doing, because again, I don't want this to be spoiled for me, but I did use in the um, in you know Google Sheets. You can use the Control F Find, and I looked for Hammer. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do something that I wasn't I. I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to run into any sort of 
issue with buys and things like that because it just muddies up the waters. But what I will say is now I'm second guessing myself. Hammerstone is a hoss. Is he better than Al Green? Sure. Has he had a better career than Al Green? Honestly, I don't know. Al Green wrestled for a lot of years. Uh, Hammerstone hasn't wrestled for a lot of years. Um, do I do a run-in? Is Brian Lee versus Mojo Raleigh such a bad match that I do a Hammerstone run-in? What I'm more asking myself is, is there a match that's going to happen later that's even worse than Brian Lee versus Mojo Raleigh? Screw it. Uh, I am going to, because both of those guys are hosses. So what I'm going to do, because what happens is if I put Hammerstone in, one of these guys has to come out. Right? You know what I'm saying? If Actually, that's what I'll do. All right, I have a plan. Uh, Hammerstone is going to take out Mojo. So Mojo gets attacked. Hammerstone takes his place. And Hammerstone advances into the second round. So that means that... Brian Lee goes into the consolations to Yeah, Brian Lee goes into the consolations to take on George the Animal Steel. Something will happen with Mojo later. All right. I don't love this because it is just messing with the brackets. I do love it in the sense that it puts Hammerstone in the tournament and he does belong there. Um and it's something fun. All right. Who's our number 2 seed? Not Brian Lee, Brody Lee, Luke Harper. Gone so much sooner than he should have. Uh, Brody Lee, number two seed, well-deserving, taking on the number 15 seed, uh, Max Payne, a.k.a. Man Mountain Rock. I don't think I need to talk about that at all. Brody Lee wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Brody Lee wins with ease, advancing to the second round of page four of Hoss Fight. Number 10 seed, Damian Priest. We're getting some bigger names now. Brody Lee's a bigger name. Damian Priest is a bigger name. This is a more, well, no, the top half. Now that I've thrown Hammerstone in, this is a more current Hoss bracket. Uh, Damian Priest is a number 10 seed. The number seven seed is is Ahmed Johnson. I loved Ahmed Johnson. The Tiger Driver, a.k.a. the Pearl River Plunge, is my favorite finisher ever. Might be. Usually, I mentioned this in the last episode, talking about um, Dr. Death, the guy who I think won, didn't he win page three? Let me go back and look. Yeah, he did. Uh... You know, my when I create a wrestler that's myself, uh, the Oklahoma Slam is one of my moves, if not a finisher. Uh, 
the tiger driver complete with pin. So double underhook into the power bomb seated position for a pin. Also one of my signature moves or finishers. I love that move so much. Uh, it's interesting that these two guys are placed together because so, so Ahmed Johnson at one point was clearly going to be WWF champion. Big name. Um, yeah, he had the feud with the nation and everything, but I think he was being pushed to the moon. That got derailed. Maybe it was a, a work ethic issue. Maybe it had other issues that I'm not willing to talk about that has to do with just what made Ahmed Ahmed. But he never reached the heights that you wanted him to go to, that you thought he could get to. Damian Priest. Good run in NXT. Was he North American champion? I don't remember, but clearly he could be a big guy, if not one of the big guys. Uh, then he had the tag team with Bad Bunny. I don't think that's a career-hurting problem. Uh, then he was wrestling in a zombie lumberjack match. I didn't think that was a career-hurting problem. Is he hurt? Is he on TV still? I honestly don't know. So is it possible that Damian Priest, we've already seen his peak? Maybe. We may have already seen his peak. I hope not, because he's a good, talented wrestler. He moves very well. Um, this is the battle of... I'm not a huge Damian Priest guy. And I wasn't necessarily a huge Ahmed Johnson guy as a kid, but I I appreciated the talent. I appreciated the way he would dive over the top rope, which was not a move you saw from guys that size. So I'm going to go ahead and give the win to Ahmed Johnson. He was good. He was good. Uh, you know, maybe a controversial decision. I don't know. You let me know. At the DC Matthews. Our number three seed is Abyss. I loved Abyss. Yes, it was a ripoff Mankind Mask, but he was... I like Abyss a lot. I'm excited. I got to get it back into watching Impact, but I'm excited to get to the, the Abyss stages. And the number 14 seed, Tank Abbott. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Again. Not the same level of talent we saw in past brackets, but the talent is enough here that I don't feel super bad about it. And in a actual hoss fight, don't you kind of got to go with Tank Abbott? Like Tank Abbott's a legit fighter. This is not hoss fighting is not brawl for all. Sorry, Chip. It's not brawl for all. <laughs> what am I kidding? Chip is never going to listen to this. Um, but take out the, the nippleless tank top with three count. Tank Abbott was a legit dude. Uh, I'm not going to have him win. I'm going to have Abyss win solely because of length and duration of his career. But, you know, if this was an actual real-life hoss fight, you go with Tank Abbott all day. All right. Our number 11 seed, final opening round match. Goodness, we're already 22 minutes in. Our final opening round match, 11th seed, is Hercules. 
Hercules Hernandez, number six seed. Oh, this is the tough one. Number six seed, again, another legit guy in Masato Tanaka from ECW. If you haven't watched Masato Tanaka versus Mike Awesome, if you hadn't seen even just one of those matches, fire up the Peacock. Make sure you watch it. They're brutal. They're stiff, but they're great. I liked Hercules a lot. Big guy, hugely muscular guy. I thought he was great, but at this point, you got to go with Tanaka. Tanaka was a legit hoss. He would take chair shots to the head and not crumble. Uh, Yeah, I got to give the win to Tanaka. All right. Our round two matchups. Great Khali versus Greg Valentine. Taz versus Hammerstone. Brody Lee versus Ahmed Johnson. Abyss versus Masato Tanaka. Again, no maybe Hall of Fame hosses in there, but some good talent. Our opening round matchup is supposed to be Smash versus Al Green, but Al Green doesn't make it to the ring because he is taken out by the very angry Mojo Raleigh. So Al Green is no longer in this tournament. I'm not going to rank him. He'll be number... Uh, if, if this never happens again, he'd be wrestler 257. Uh, Mojo's going to take his place to wrestle Smash, but it's Barry Darso. So Smash is going to win. So Mojo Raleigh in the double losers bracket. George the Animal Steel versus Brian Lee. I'm trying to remember if I've ever seen George the Animal Steel do a wrestling move. Don't know if I've ever seen him do an arm bar or a headlock. I'm giving the win to George Steele because of the, you know, he was a big name. You, I bet people in the 80s, even if they didn't watch wrestling, might know who George the Animal Steele is. So that's enough for me to give him the win. Uh, Damian Priest will defeat Max Payne. No problem. No question. And then Tank Abbott versus Hercules. Again, Tank Abbott would probably win in a fight, but Tank Abbott was not a good pro wrestler by any stretch of the imagination. So I think I got to give the win to Hercules Hernandez, one half of the Jurassic powers with Scott Norton. All right. We need to do the double losers bracket. These are the wrestlers who are going to be 16, 15, 14, and 13. Mojo Raleigh versus Brian Lee. Brian Lee headlined a major pay-per-view. Mojo Raleigh came nowhere close, so Brian Lee gets the win. Uh, Tank Abbott versus Max Payne. I will finally say that Tank Abbott can <laughs> beat somebody because Max Payne wasn't great. Um... I will have Mojo Raleigh defeat Max Payne. Max Payne will be 16th, Mojo Raleigh 15th, but I'm going to have Brian Lee defeat Tank Abbott. Tank Abbott is 14th, Brian Lee is 13th. All right, so very quickly we have filled out the bottom quarter of our bracket. Now let's go to the second round matchups. The Great Khali versus Greg Valentine. 
if this match were to happen, Greg Valentine would be the he'd lose. He would. He would just lose. Um, and especially in a WWF slash E, like the size, he'd be he'd be the you know the fifth or sixth level talent that Great Kali would, would beat. You know, he had just defeated uh, you know two or three enhancement talents at the same time. Greg Valentine comes out. Why don't you pick on someone you know who's a little better? Why don't you you know take on a real wrestler? And then he wrestles Great Kali, and Kali wins. The only thing Kali has going for him in this is size. That's the only thing he's got going for him is that he's huge. Uh, in any other sense, you know, he's not a wrestler. He could barely move. The chop to the head was cool, but... He was real big, though. So is that real big size enough? I will say no. I will give the win to Greg Valentine, even though Greg Valentine wasn't, you know, gigantically hossish. Uh, I'll give the win to Greg Valentine. Long career, great career. Uh, And, you know, just based on career, I got to give the win to Taz. Taz is going to beat Hammerstone. Hammerstone makes his appearance, gets to the second round. But he's not going to beat Taz. He's going to wind up getting choked out. So Taz wins. Uh, the great Kali is going to take on Hercules. Hammerstone takes on Damian Priest. That would be an excellent, excellent match. Our next second round matchup, Brody Lee versus Ahmed Johnson. It, it was going to go to Luke Harper before he passed away. Now it's just even more of a given. Ahmed takes on George the Animal Steel. And our last second round matchup, Abyss versus Masato Tanaka. Oh, that'd have to be a monster's ball match. My goodness, that would be great. But again, you know, Abyss was tough and could take a lot of punishment, but not to the level of Masato Tanaka. So I'm giving Tanaka the win. So our second round of the Constellations starts off with Abyss versus Smash. I love you, Barry. I do. But you're not beating Abyss. Uh, so Abyss beats Smash. Smash will be somewhere 12 through 9. Uh, Ahmed Johnson defeats George the Animal Steel. I haven't watched a lot of Hammerstone. Should he beat Damian Priest? That's a tough one. That's a real tough one. Um, you know, I, I'm i doing this tournament in secret because I don't want input from people. But I hear Jeremy's voice in my head. But actually, I think Jeremy's torn because he likes both of these guys. Now, given the events of 2021 with what has happened to... Damian Priest, I think he'd give the win to Hammerstone, and I will give the win to Hammerstone, but that's a tough matchup. And then Hercules versus the Great Kali. Hercules, again, in a WWF match, Hercules is the guy you defeat before Greg Valentine. But I'm giving the win to Hercules. Great Kali was a bad wrestler who just happened to be huge. So, 
Let's figure out the next thing. Smash beats George Steele. Uh, Damien Priest beats the great Kali. But I have Kali beating George Steele. So George Steele is 12th. Great Kali is 11th. And my love of Barry Darso is going to put him over Damien Priest. And so Damien Priest is going to be 10th. Uh, Barry Darso is ninth. All right. I've been doing this enough that I know automatically what needs to happen. We need to do our next round of the consolations. Abyss defeats Ahmed Johnson. And in a battle of huge physiques, Hammerstone defeats Hercules. So that means Ahmed Johnson and Hercules are battling for... Seventh place, I'll give the win to Ahmed. You know, he's not the greatest wrestler, but he was good. Hercules is eighth. Ahmed is seventh. Oh, nope. They're not wrestling each other. All right. Semifinal time. Greg Valentine versus Taz. I like Taz. Legit skills. You know, I love the character. Uh, I love that he was a guy that was... You know, about my size, give or take 20 pounds or so. Um, so I'm having him beat Valentine, and I'm having Brody Lee beat Masato Tanaka. That's probably more just, that's heart versus head. I don't know if Masato Tanaka would lose to Brody Lee in a Haas fight, but it's Brody, so I'm giving him the win. Abyss is wrestling Greg Valentine. Hammerstone is wrestling Tanaka. Who wins, Abyss or Greg Valentine? I think it's Abyss. And I think Tanaka beats Hammerstone. So in the battle for fifth place, Greg Valentine or Hammerstone. Ha! Hammer versus Hammerstone. I love when that happens. I'm giving the win to Greg Valentine. Maybe that's wrong. But considering Hammerstone wasn't going to be in this tournament at all, the fact that he's finishing sixth is pretty good. Greg Valentine is fifth. I think that I is Abyss and Tanaka. Abyss and Tanaka is a rematch, but it's happening again, and I'm still giving the win to Tanaka. I don't think, you know, Abyss could break out tables, thumbtacks, all of that stuff. Masato Tanaka laughs and wins. And in the finals, Taz and Luke Harper, a.k.a. Brody Lee. I think that'd be a great match. I think the legit judo legit mma like i think that what that plays so i'm gonna say for being a completely undersized guy i'm saying taz is our winner so that's how it is working here so let's fill out our score sheet for block d our 16th ranked wrestler is Max Payne, who was 15th. So again, 
you know, the brackets are, a lot of cases, are fairly accurate. Um, Mojo Raleigh came in 15th. He was ranked 5th. So that was not correct. Let's put Al Green in 17th place. Hopefully I remember that that happens. Let me put an asterisk there. Uh, in 14th place was uh, Tank Abbott. Tank Abbott was ranked 14th. Hey. Cage match, you know. The, 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 the overwhelming, the vote of the populace, Vox Populi, uh, is fairly accurate. 13th is Brian Lee. Brian Lee was 12th. Come on. That's cool. 12th was George Steele, who was ranked 13th. Very accurate here. And number 11 was the great Kali. That's a difference. Kali, who was ranked number one, comes in at number 11, which, again, is probably more accurate. I don't know what Cage Match was thinking with that, or except the fact that he was just huge. Number 10, Damian Priest. Damian Priest was ranked 10th. One of these days, it's going to be, like, so accurate, it's scary. And then number nine was Smash, who was ranked ninth. Ooh, we're good. We are good, people. Uh, number eighth was Hercules. Hercules was ranked 11th. Bit of a jump for Hercules. Seventh was Ahmed Johnson, who was ranked 7th. I hope this doesn't just wind up meaning that I don't have to do these tournaments. Let's just accept cage match and move on. Uh, number sixth was Hammerstone. Hammerstone was unranked. Big jump for him. Fifth, Greg Valentine, who was eighth. Jump for him. Fourth place is Abyss. Abyss was ranked third. About right. Masato Tanaka, who was ranked 6th, jumps up to 3rd place. Let me type it right so it doesn't just say Masato Tanaka. 2nd is Brody Lee. Brody Lee was ranked 2nd. And our number 1 wrestler is... Oops, I always hit the microphone. Something I have to do. Sorry, folks. Our number 4th ranked Taz. So that means we had 1, 2... Three, four, five of the 16 finished in the exact position they were ranked. That probably doesn't happen very often. Uh, Taz joins Jacob Fatu, Samoa Joe, and Steve Williams. I don't expect Taz to win or come anywhere close to winning the ultimate thing, uh, but he did very well for himself. Brody Lee, interestingly enough, joins Bray Wyatt. So we'll have a... You know, potential little nice reunion while they're probably fighting each other. Let's see, any other comparisons here? No, probably not. And that's okay. All right, folks. Page four is done. Page four is done. We are a quarter of the way through uh, the first half of this tournament. We have four wrestlers in each position. 
and poor Al Green <laughs> on the outside looking in. Uh, so we will see what happens as we continue with Hoss Fight. I'm having a fabulous time. Even if I have to make tough decisions that you may or may not disagree with, that's where the excitement and enjoyment comes in. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Please let me know if you love what I'm doing. If you hate the decisions I'm making, let's have some interaction. Let's all join together and celebrate the joy of booking. You know, at least I owned hitting the microphone. At least I owned that. Uh, I don't remember how this was set up back in July or August, Twice a year or so, I move this room around, um, but somehow I must have had it so that the boom stand, or whatever this is called, the microphone stand arm thing gimmick, uh, was just easily whackable. But either way, uh, welcome to the epilogue for episode four. I hinted at an epilogue in this. I said that maybe we'd go to 33 episodes and there would be uh, uh, an epilogue, not realizing that I would do an epilogue for each episode. But at least I said, card subject to change. And for the first time in this episode, I believe you can hear me say, water, you gotta have your water. I don't know if I said gotta have you water, but I definitely said water. Um, not a ton to talk about in this episode, which is why I spent so much time uh, talking about other things. I listened to it, and I listened at 1.5 speed because I like to go fast, and I don't like the sound of my own voice. Uh, I wondered if I'm rushing. I spent 22 minutes during the opening round. And then in 17 minutes, I did all the other rounds. Now, part of that is because I have to kind of introduce each wrestler, which makes sense. I need to talk about, you know, who they are and what my relationship with them is. Uh, and I suppose I don't need to do that in all of the um, consolations and the, the rounds that follow. But I do feel like I'm not necessarily giving those other rounds their due. I could be wrong, though. It could just be the nature of how this works. And since I'm not going to go back and fix it, I suppose the question is really just rhetorical. Um, the big thing was number one, Taz. Uh, I, I was worried that there would be issues with his status as a hoss at all. Um, and it wasn't until actually today... Uh, when I mentioned uh, Jeremy in our inner circle chat, um, shared a picture of two other recent hosses, uh, which I have a list. I have a list of recent hosses, hosses that have uh, made their appearance mostly since I recorded the first batch of episodes. Uh, and when it calls for it, or if it calls for it, I will... Uh, replace someone who doesn't deserve to be in, or as we saw in this episode, uh, replace a match that isn't quite worthy of Hoss fight, uh, and and get some new blood in there. Um, and Hook was not on the list, so I asked where Hook was. Um, and uh, 
the commentary was that Hook was not a hoss, and I commented, knowing I was going to be listening to this episode, I just said kind of idly, well, his dad is a hoss, and from Jeremy, quote, let me scroll back, his dad was built like a mini fridge, which to me is proof that not only is he a hoss, but he's it's, it's okay that he won this. Uh, had Dr. Death or Stan Hansen or Terry Gordy been in here, they were all on page three, had the randomness allowed either one of them to be on page four, Taz probably wouldn't have won. Um, I think I can say that with some confidence, but it's the, the nature of the beast. It's the nature of the beast. I will say, because I've turned the page and I'm looking at page five, I'm trying not to pay a lot of attention, but the finals for page five are a hoss fight in the truest sense of the word, and you will love it. Uh, you will love it. Uh, let's see, what else? Um, I had said I had issues with buys, with Hammerstone. I don't know if I find that to be true anymore. I'm glad I put him in. Um, I'm happy that he he's a part of it. Uh, let's talk about Damian Priest for a minute. When I recorded this last... Um, I mentioned the Bad Bunny tag team, and I mentioned his uh, lumberjack, his zombie lumberjack match. I couldn't tell you a single thing he's done since. And now we're going on eight months. I believe who is the current U.S. champion in WWE? Uh, it is Damian Priest. Damian Priest, wait a second. Oh, that's the U.S. Championship. I'm looking, it says Damian Priest, and then it says promotion. Jim Crockett promotion, 75 to 88. And I went, I know Damian Priest is old, but I don't think he was wrestling for Jim Crockett in uh, the 70s. They were, they were talking about the U.S. title. Uh, let's just see for a second what the former punishment Martinez has been doing. Uh he is 6'7 and 251, so he certainly qualifies. That was never a in doubt. Uh, let's see. He has not wrestled since the middle of January. Oh, it is January. For half a second, I thought it was February. It's been a long month. 2022 uh, has stunk in a lot of ways. And I'm trying to keep things positive, and nothing terrible has happened. You know, they're talking about getting my aunt out of the hospital. She's off the vent. That's wonderful. My parents have a new puppy, which I'm excited to meet. So, like, there are positive things, but this year so far, it has felt like it is at least two months old. Um, so, I also, Cage Match does that thing where they put the day first, then the month, the European thing. That always confuses me. So, he wrestled against Kevin Owens. He wrestled some house shows. He teamed with the Street Profits against Apollo Crews and the Dirty Dogs. Ah, the Dirty Dogs. He wrestled Ziggler. He wrestled Ziggler. He wrestled Ziggler. He wrestled the Dirty Dogs with Finn Balor. He wrestled Bobby Roode. So he's feuding with the Dirty Dogs. No wonder I don't know what's going on. Um, yeah. So it's even worse now. 
for Damian Priest. I don't think his career is over, and I argued back in 2021 that the Bad Bunny thing and the zombie lumberjack match thing would lead to good things, and I suppose he's been the U.S. champion for a number of months, so that's something. Um, But looking back, should he have beaten Ahmed Johnson? I say no. I was a little contradictory on Ahmed Johnson in this episode. At first, I said I loved him, and then like five minutes later, I said I didn't always care for him. Um, thinking back, I thought the move was great. The Pearl River Plunge, I stand by. Um, he couldn't talk, and he feuded with the nation, which obviously as a white kid didn't work. Well, no, let's say it didn't work. It didn't hit with me, um, but I liked them better. I liked the nation better. Even at that young, tender age, I enjoyed the heels more. Um So I would still give Ahmed Johnson the win in the opening round. Uh, I'd still have him beat Max Payne. And I guess I'd still have him lose to Hammerstone and then beat Kali. Yep, okay. So everything with Damian Priest works out right. I don't need to change anything there. Uh, I'm happy with how Hammerstone went. Probably some recency bias with that. Let's, again, going back through. Yes, he should beat Brian Lee. Yes, he should lose to Taz. I did say he should beat Damian Priest. Should he lose to Hercules? Probably. Well, this is the thing. Hercules wrestled for the WWF for a number of years. I don't believe he ever held the Intercontinental title, but he was a part of the Heenan family. He was a featured guy on multiple pay-per-views. He wrestled in Japan. He wrestled for WCW, um, including under a mask in some weird gimmick that I can't remember the exact name of, but I know I know it was a weird gimmick. Um, so maybe he should beat Hammerstone, who happened to win an MLW title. Like, how do you compare 80s WWF with 2020s Major League Wrestling, which I think we can safely say would be, you've got WWE, AEW, Impact, New Japan, all higher. Maybe they're above Ring of Honor. Maybe they're on par with the NWA, but that best puts them at the fifth biggest promotion in the world, not counting anything in Europe or the UK. So I'm content. I'm not going to change anything. It's just that it is interesting to think about this. And shame on me for saying there were no Hall of Fame hosses with Greg Valentine on this page. Now, I think what I meant was... Greg Valentine could potentially not be a hoss. You know what I mean? Like Greg Valentine, if you looked at the weight and the the height, might not make the hoss test. Uh, but, you know, certainly wrestled like a hoss. Um, I think I was talking about Hall of Fame hosses in the way Steve Williams is, in the way that, you know, some of the names we'll see uh, coming down the road will be. Your big guys... Even a great Kali is technically a Hall of Fame hoss. He just couldn't wrestle. But you're, you know, to give a name. I want a name that we've used already. So let me just flip back. Uh, you're Ron Simmons, Hall of Fame hoss. Although, again, similar in size. You're Samojo and Biggie. Those are Hall of Fame hosses. Uh, anyways, I'm rambling at this point. Did I cover everything on my index card? Mini Fridge, Water, Damien Priest... Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, that was it. I think I did a pretty good job with this one, if I'm being honest. I think I did a darn good job. And like I said, page five, uh, some serious names. 
some serious names will make it to page five. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to doing all of this. I've decided I can't wait. I can't wait week to week to week. You know, episode two got six listens. Three of them are in the inner circle chat. Maybe even more if they listen to it twice. I don't know what you all do in your spare time. Uh, So I'm just going to push through. I'm going to keep going. If I release two episodes a week, good for me. So here's episode four. It'll come out whenever I feel like having it come out. Uh, Thanks for joining me, as always. And uh, I I need to come up with a better ending because I already ended it with the joy of booking. And this is the epilogue. May all... Yes. Oh, no, I know. I know. I remember what I wanted to do. I'll see you and we'll talk the next time we're thinking about big meaty men slapping meat.